Good morning, good morning. Thank you so much for joining me. This is the podcast, The Endurance of Labor Laws. I'm your lovely host, Leslie Sullivan, and today is episode 198, and we are going to take a look at the Utility Workers Union of America. Kind of short and sweet, but still very interesting. But first of all, let me give a big shout out to my listeners because we do love to see you guys here. Do check out our YouTube channel, subscribe and hit that lovely notification bell because we love to see you there as well. So a big shout out to California, Oklahoma, New York, Georgia, Florida, Tennessee, Washington, Alberta, Virginia, Massachusetts, Minnesota. I love how Minnesotans uh I think that's how you pronounce it. I love how they pronounce their state. It's Minnesota. I love that accent. You guys are awesome. And also a big shout out to Colorado, Wisconsin, Texas, Hawaii, and Pennsylvania. Good to see you Hawaii. In terms of countries, the United States, Australia, Canada, and the Russian Federation. Good to see all of you. Okay, so let's take a look at the Utility Workers Union of America. So this puppy was founded in 1940. It is headquartered in Washington D.C. It only has one location, thank goodness, and that is only in the United States in terms of countries. So this is not a international labor union. I'm actually very glad to see that because we don't want other countries to be involved in anything in our workforce, but especially within our utility companies. That would be really scary. Um I I would be very concerned about that. In terms of members as of 2014, they have about 50,000 members. Their president is James Slavin or Slavin, however you pronounce his name. And this union is affiliated unfortunately with the AFL CIO. Again, I pray that that one is broken up because it very much acts like a monopoly and monopolies are very much illegal here in the United States. And also, if you want to have a prosperous country and have democracy and capitalism, then you need to make monopolies illegal because monopolies are not capitalism. That might surprise some people, but monopolies are actually a form of communism because it's someone else controlling an entire industry. See, capitalism is where not one single person or one single industry is in charge of the entire labor force. <laughs> capitalism is where you know you are responsible for your labor and anyone and everyone as long as they are a citizen of that country can very much succeed and be rich and wealthy and have a wonderful life. But under monopolies only the few are very rich. It is it is the exact same thing in communism. And a lot of people may say, "Well, wait a second, Leslie, that's not true." Actually it is. If you look at the history of the Soviet Union, unfortunately, when the wall fell and people started to realize what was going on behind closed doors because the Soviet Union was very much communist, it was a closed society. Basically, you had the higher-ups within the government that were super rich and everybody else was a pauper. Well, that's a monopoly. It's it's just that under communism, when it's the government misbehaving like that, It just means that your government leaders are rich and everybody is poor. So, monopolies can occur whether in the public sector, which would be within your government, or within the private sector, which is within industry, things of that nature. So, it says here um the Utility Workers Union of America, also on also known as UWUA, is a labor union in the United States. Thank goodness, right? It has a membership of 50,000 and is affiliated with AFL-CIO, unfortunately about that. The union has over 50,000 members working in the electric, gas, steam, water and nuclear industries across the United States. 
The UWUA represents utility workers in municipal as well as publicly traded utilities. Fields include power generation, also known as power plants, power distribution, which means transmission and distribution, call service center employees. I don't know why they're included in that because that's not utility work. Just because you answer the phone for a utility company, that doesn't mean that you actually work on the utilities. That's completely different. It says, so call service center employees as well as natural gas and water utilities. Okay, so I want to talk briefly for a moment about the monopolies that we have here in the United States in regards, unfortunately, to utility companies. So I can only speak for what is going on here in Oklahoma and a little bit in Texas because I did live in Texas for a short time. Um, but what's interesting is that in Oklahoma, we have a couple different utility companies, but here's the thing. There are companies and then there are co-ops. So the people that supply my house or my apartment uh, with electricity and heat is OG&E, which is Oklahoma Gas and Electric. They are very much a monopoly. They have raised their rates. It is ridiculous. There is no competition against them whatsoever. And what's really stupid, and I don't understand this, in order to raise their rates, especially during you know, this kind of semi-economic um I don't want to say it's a crisis because I like to be positive, but not everybody's happy about the price of everything right now. And so the utility company, they had to go before a board to increase their, their price. And stupidly, they got what they wanted. So what I would look into is I want to know, have any of these people on this board ever worked for a utility company? Because people that have worked for utility companies – I mean, they're just like stockbrokers that are in charge of, or not in charge of, but stockbrokers or anybody that had to deal with banks. Them being in charge of the banking industry at a federal or state level is just dumb because, of, go- of course, they're going to protect their own. They don't want to see change. That's just how it is. That's why that's a conflict of interest. Now, am I against banks? No. Am I against stockholders? No. Am I against stockbrokers? No. Not by any means. I think that those are wonderful occupations. They really are. It's just that whenever you are dealing with the public and you're having to have a board that is supposed to be in charge of oversight, you know, even within our federal government, we have an oversight committee. Well, here's the thing. As far as I know, not a single person on the oversight committee can legally have a conflict of interest and serve on that committee and be in a position of power with that because the risk is too great for them to show favoritism. And that doesn't mean that they will or that they, you know, always believe in favoritism. That's not what it means. It's just that whenever you have people on a board, they are supposed to be neutral. They're not supposed to be for or against. So you need people that... They're not bureaucrats because that would be really bad, but people that believe in – it's not going to be social justice because that, that tends to go really astray really quick and leads to Marxism, unfortunately. You need people that they're not necessarily indifferent, but they're almost like an arbitrator. You know, someone that cannot be bought, their decisions and, you know, what they, what they recommend – Unfortunately, with the board that we have here in Oklahoma, they allowed OG&E to do price hikes. 
And I don't know a whole lot of people that can afford these kind of price hikes because, you know, here's one of the things that people don't know about with utility companies. And again, I'm speaking from someone that's from Oklahoma, so I can't speak for California, New York, Florida, although that would be an interesting podcast to look up all the different utility companies. I'm going to make a note of that because I think there's a lot of scandal in those companies because, you know, they basically have us by the throat in regards to our money because I mean, it got down to like 2 or 3 degrees here in Oklahoma. And my heat was running and running and running and I had it set on maybe 68. And so sometimes I'd crank it up to 75 because it got really cold, but it couldn't even keep up with that. And I mean, I'm trying to close off all the drafts in my house. I mean, like I didn't feel hardly any cold air creeping in, you know, through the doors or the cracks, you know, the windows or whatever. And I still felt really cold in my house, so needless to say, I'm very much bundled up and drinking um, warm, what's it called, lemon water. Because I really do like hot chocolate, but there's just so much sugar in it. It just, I don't like that. <laughs> so, and I don't like that fake sugar because I think if you're going to drink something sugary, you need to drink real sugar, not that fake aspartame crap because it it's horrible for your health. Aspartame is a horrible. type of fake sugar molecule that is really hard on your your pancreas um i would say your your capillaries your blood vessels it it just is like if you're going to eat sugar eat real stuff not this crappy stuff they make in a lab but anyway um so whenever i'm trying to keep warm in the winter i'm typically drinking warm lemon water because i'm not a fan of tea anymore but needless to say You know, my utility bill, it jumped up well over $100. Well over $100. And that is ridiculous for an apartment because I don't even have a super large apartment. And I just thought, you know, what do people with like a 2000 or 3000 square foot apartment or home, what are they paying in utilities right now? This is ridiculous. So needless to say, um OG&E, they got what they wanted. They were given permission to have a price hike and then they send us these stupid emails um to all the customers letting us know why they are raising the rates and that it's it's not for profits. It is for profit. It is totally for profit. And then they used the excuse that the reason why they had to raise rates was because we had an ice storm a couple years ago and they had to buy more equipment. They had to do all this stuff here. You know, and here's the hypocrisy of that. It's their job to handle ice storms. It's their job to be able to handle any type of weather. And you know, the weather here in Oklahoma, I mean, if you want to see climate change, but not the liberal way of it, I mean, the weather here, it can be it can get up to 110 sometimes in the summer, and it got down to like 2 or 3 here just recently. I mean, here in Oklahoma, there is no such thing as global warming. I mean, it's If we really had global warming, then we would have palm trees here in the fall and winter, but we do not. So, I mean, if anything, people's pipes are busting. And you know, what's interesting is that um I went for a walk where I live and a city uh water line busted and because of the cold weather and there's just water gushing through the parking lot. I'm like, "Yeah, global warming my foot." <laughs> If we really had global warming, especially here in Oklahoma, none of our pipes would burst from freezing. It just wouldn't happen. But anyway, 
My point is this. So it's nothing new for Oklahoma to have extreme weather, especially um, in the winter. As I've said in times past, here in the winter months in Oklahoma, we can have blizzards, ice, snow, sometimes hail, which is kind of weird. Um, we can have black ice. Um, I mean, it's just ridiculous what we can have. I mean, it's actually gotten down to the negative digits before And so thank goodness we didn't have that but the cold the, you know the wind chill sometimes it makes it feel like it's negative you know 3 degrees or something but anyway um so they were blaming an ice storm that happened a couple years ago I'm like okay that's your problem not our problem like you're supposed to be prepared for this stuff they already charge us a lot of money for our utilities it's ridiculous and I'm like really like You know, most people do not live in, in mansions here in Oklahoma, and I'm not saying that other people do in other states. I'm just saying that the average household cannot afford price hikes like this. They just cannot. It's ridiculous. And for an electric company, a utility company, to use the weather that is always extreme here as an excuse to raise our rates, even during inflation, is just ridiculous. And here's another thing. So some of the workers that work for these utility companies obviously are um they are uh, what's it called union workers <laughs> let's say labor rights people they they don't believe well they believe their rights matter but ours don't but anyway so what i would want to know in regards to this price hike that we've had is whether or not these union workers are getting are getting a uh, pay raises if they're getting better benefits because This is going to sound harsh but it is what it is. I don't care to pay for someone's uh pay increase. I just don't care to pay for that. Not from my utility bill. Here's the thing. We do have unemployment here in Oklahoma. It's not as bad as others, but you know, right now is not the time to raise rates. Typically, you don't raise the cost of your goods, especially on utilities, something that you have to have. Everybody has to have it. You typically don't raise the rates when people are having a harder time paying their bills. It's smarter and better to do slow increments when the economy is great because then people are not feeling the squeeze. They're, you know, they don't feel like they're pinching their pennies. Unfortunately, these labor unions and these union workers, they think that, "Oh, this is the perfect time to raise rates," and it's not. In fact, it's quite horrible, and people have been complaining about it. And so um here's another thing that people don't know about the rate that you and I pay uh, which I'm assuming let's say you know you're just a regular worker and you know you don't own a corporation or something okay so um here's the thing the rates that you and I pay for our homes our apartments things like that is a much higher rate than what a place of business pays they pay what is called a corporate rate And these corporations, whether small, medium or large, I'll have to look it up and see what the cutoff is or what the minimum requirement is to be considered a corporation in regards to getting this corporate um basically coupon rate. They pay a much lower rate than than people that just work an ordinary job. And I don't mean ordinary job in a negative way. I'm saying that most of us do not own a large corporation. Is my point. So people that are living in their houses and their apartments, most of them not mansions, I'm not saying they're crappy, but I'm just saying normal average everyday people, 
we are paying the bulk of this money that the utility company is demanding and these corporations which again I'm all for capitalism and business but they're basically getting a corporate tax break on this and they're also getting a corporate utility rate break so to speak because the rates are not equal so here's the thing so basically you're going to the store let's say you're going to target or something they're making money off of you while you're buying your shampoo your conditioner your water your 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 baby food your your formula your kids school supplies you know whatever they're making money off of you off the things that you're purchasing but then they are not even paying the exact same rate for utilities they are actually getting a discount because they're a corporation they're a business they're getting a corporate rate on utilities now is that right i don't think so because that puts the the price hike on americans that that puts it all on us people that that don't own a corporation so it's favoritism here's the thing in capitalism there is no favoritism there just isn't because when you have a fair market and a free market basically you you have to be just that you have to be fair and you have to be free to how to describe this i guess i should describe what i mean by fair fair market and free market okay a fair market means that you're not gouging people and you're not being corrupt a free market means that you're free to purchase whatever you want as long as it's legal and moral for example you can go to the store you know say you go to CVS and you purchase your prescriptions that that's a free market you you are free to go to CVS and purchase your prescriptions you pay for them or your insurance pays for them or you have copay assistance whatever the case may be now let's say you're buying street drugs that is not a free market that is an illicit purchase because it is a illicit drug so that is illegal so that is not part of capitalism it's it's part of the underworld so to speak of buying and selling things on the street that really should not be taking place me personally i would never want to use those products first of all because number 1 it's illegal number 2 you don't know what's in the stuff i mean it's better to go through a doctor or a company that is you know it's been tested by the FDA and they've had several drug trials and things like that and also it's not worth going to jail over so just recognize that nothing is worth going to prison over so just FYI be aware of that because i think sometimes people need to be reminded of what to do and what not to do especially during um semi financial crisis like what's going on these days a little bit cuz things are not as good as it was in the bush years and so um or even when trump was president we had a way stronger economy then and so anyway my point is this utility companies that have no competition can raise the rates willy-nilly even though they have a, a, a what i call a pretend board that says yay or nay to their price hikes well here's the thing ogni has no competition and they might actually try and say they do but they do not Here's the thing like whenever I moved into my apartment I was not given 
an option of several different utility companies. It was you register with these people, this is the rate that you pay. Whereas in Texas, you have your choice of utility companies. And I think that's great. You know, I remember seeing an ad for a Texas utility company this last summer, and I was so shocked by this in a good way. I think it was I can't remember the name of it. I can I can remember the ad, but I can't remember the name of the company, but basically they had free nights and free weekends to run your AC. If you if you choose to do business with them, like just as a regular person, like not as a corporation, but like as a regular person, whether you're renting an apartment or you own a home, whatever the case may be, so these utility companies, they have to fight for customers. Well, guess what? Because they have to fight for customers, they have to be competitive. Well, here's the thing. OG&E They have a free for all. I mean, they can do whatever they want, whenever they want, however they want, and they use the weather. That, that that just sickens me they do this. They use the weather that is extreme every year. Every year. Oklahoma has been um funky in its weather probably since the beginning of time. Like this is nothing new. Nothing new whatsoever. So for them to blame the weather and to use that as an excuse <laughs> to form a monopoly and to raise their rates it just makes me sick i i mean it just it disgusts me that ogni does this and here are some of the excuses that they use they use the excuse well we have co-ops in the state that is true but they are not you're not allowed to go through them you know when i was in college and i lived in an apartment off campus I could only go through one utility company and it was a locally owned utility company. It was a co-op. It was out in the sticks, it was kind of out in the boonies, but like I either had to use that, I had to use that co-op. Like I couldn't go through OG&E or I couldn't go through another co-op. I could only go through them. And you know what? They had a problem with corruption as well because you know, that they didn't think they had to be honest about their rates. So let me make this request. If you're listening to this podcast and you are in the United States, would you please share this episode with everybody that you know? I don't care what state or territory you live in, please share it. Because utility companies across the United States are price gouging the American people, but yet they're giving a corporate break to corporations. I almost would say tax break but technically that is true but they're giving them a a utility break. Like you know think about like we are paying more money for our utilities than Target, Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, Ross, Marshalls, um Tuesday morning. Um j- just think about all these large big box stores. They're not even paying their fair share. They're getting a discount because oh they're incorporated. Oh, they're a corporation. Oh, they employ a lot of people. I don't give a rat's posterior how many people they employ. I don't I don't give a rat's posterior how large their or or how large their box store is and the square footage. Not my problem. We should all be paying the same rates. But see here's the thing. They're getting a discount rate because they're a corporation. and then they're making money off of us additional money off of us whenever we go there and we purchase you know basic necessities not even luxury items is that right is that right 
And I am a Republican capitalist saying this. And I think what they're doing is wrong. But see, here's the thing. You can't exactly get mad or put all the blame on corporations for this because this corruption comes from the utility companies. Because I don't even know if corporations, I don't even know if they're allowed to participate in a different utility rate. See, here's the thing. They might be forced into that rate. I don't like it. I don't agree with it. But it might be, hey, you know, you sign up with our utilities. We're the only ones you can use. In order to have our utilities, it has to run along this utility line for this kind of power. We are the only company that will supply it. And because you are a corporation, you, you have a large facility. You have like 30,000 square feet. I'm making this up. You have to use the corporate utility rate. You just have to. They might actually be forced into that. Of course, who wouldn't want to have a cheaper rate? I mean, that would be like an a executive that makes millions of dollars in like the healthcare industry somewhere saying, oh, I only need to make 50K a year. I don't need to make 50 million. I'll just make 50K. Do you know any of them that make that request? No. It makes me sick that they do that. You know, maybe I shouldn't say it makes me sick because you have to be careful what you say. I'm displeased with that. I'm very displeased with that. Like I, I'm not saying that there should be income caps on anyone because I don't agree with that. Because I think the moment you put a cap on someone's salary, that's communism, that's fascism. And who is anyone to control how much you make or how much you don't make? You know what I mean? But here's the thing. I think that in the healthcare world, it really bugs me when, how, how to describe this? Well, it just bugs me when you have like a CEO or something of a health insurance company. They make millions upon millions of dollars, but yet they are turning down People's and, you know, their, their medical care. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying not to curse about this. Basically, what I'm trying to say is I find it very hypocritical when someone who makes millions of dollars and is in charge of a health care company, whether it's insurance or a facility or whatever the case may be, they make millions upon millions of dollars, whether in salary and or stock options. But yet, especially within the, the insurance world, the health insurance world, They are quick to deny someone access to the very medicine and healthcare facilities that they need to stay alive and or get treatment. That, that really, it's just grotesque to me. It's wrong. Because I guarantee you that that high paid executive, I guarantee you they are getting the cream of the crop of all kinds of healthcare expenses being paid for for them. And let me say this, I am not for universal health care because under universal health care, nobody gets really good health care. Everybody gets the bomb of the barrel, crappy health care. Basically, in socialized medicine and in universal health care, the only thing your government, which you would be putting your government in charge of this, which would be horrible because they can't even run the DMV, it would like be having, it would like, It would like be having um, the IRS in charge of your health care. Do you really think those people care about you? <laughs> Do you really think they want you alive? They just want your money. But anyway, um, I'm saying that you have to be careful who you put in charge of what. But here's the thing. If you don't have competition, 
then, then you don't really have anything. See, one of the reasons why these executives with these health insurance companies get paid so much, it's very similar to these utilities companies because they don't have competition. And you might be saying, well, Leslie, there is competition. Just look, there's Blue Cross Blue Shield, there's Aetna, there's Humana, there's Cigna, all these other companies that are not as large. And, you know, there is competition. Actually, there's not. President Trump was right. He was completely right when he said this, and people did not... There were so many ignorant people that did not understand what he was talking about. Um, but here's the thing. He said in regards to lowering the cost of health care, you need to get rid of the state lines. He wasn't talking about territory lines or something. He wasn't talking about changing maps or redrawing our states. He's talking about in regards to selling insurance policies across state lines. See, I live here in Oklahoma. And I have to purchase my health insurance all on my own. Like, I don't go through a, a company. So I don't go through an employer like that. I purchase it on my own because it's better for me that way. Here's the thing, though. I know that there is way better health insurance being offered in Florida and Texas, but I cannot purchase a better policy in any other state because I live in Oklahoma. So I am only allowed to purchase health insurance That is being offered in Oklahoma, but I cannot ever purchase a health insurance policy from a different company or even the same company in a different state. I'm not allowed to do that. Why? Because it's because of these state lines and because these health insurance companies have created monopolies within all these states. And you're probably thinking, well, how can they have a monopoly? I'll give you an example, Blue Cross Blue Shield. So, for example, I have a Blue Cross Blue Shield of Oklahoma health insurance policy. It's expensive, but it's worth it. But here's the thing. I know that I can get a better policy for way cheaper with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Florida. They're called a Florida Blue member. I can get that, but only if I lived in Florida, and it would be better. Here's the thing. If we had kept President Trump in office, if he had been allowed a second term, and if, he, if people had understood what he was talking about in regards to state lines and health insurance, then you could purchase... Any health insurance policy you want across the United States. And you probably, and you know, if you're ignorant on health insurance, you might think, well, that's not good. You need to purchase from your own state. Bull. Bull. You are completely wrong. And I speak very firmly about this, so I'm not yelling at you. I'm yelling with you. Here's the thing. If you think that because, let's say you live in New York or something. Let's say you live in New York and you say, well, no, I live in New York. I only want to purchase from stuff in New York. Really? Do you, do you practice that policy whenever you're shopping on Amazon.com? Let me answer that for you. No, you don't. When you're shopping online, you don't pick the state where you're shopping from or where you're purchasing from. Like, for example, you know, I live in Oklahoma. It would be stupid, absolutely stupid For me to be shopping on Amazon and only buy from people that are from Oklahoma and work out of Oklahoma. Because a lot of the companies that I purchase stuff from are not from Oklahoma. That's why I'm purchasing from them because we don't have that stuff here in our state. It's the same thing with health insurance. So if you want better health care, cheaper health care, my goodness... Have a fair market, free market, have capitalism, have democracy, and open the floodgates to prosperity. Government is not the answer. Government, especially big government, is the problem.
Because government wants to, how to describe this? Government likes to squeeze every little nickel and dime and penny out of it for themselves. But then, you know, these government workers, for example, federal employees, they have amazing benefits regardless of what happens to us out here because they think we're peons and peasants. So they get amazing benefits because they work for the government. So even, you know, let's say for example there was socialized medicine. I guarantee you they would not be on socialized medicine. <laughs> they would not. They would still want their own privatized medical care. Because they know that privatized medical care is better than socialized medical medical care, excuse me. They know it's better than socialized medicine. And here's the thing, when Obamacare was getting passed, guess what? There were so many federal employees They were like, "We don't want that crap. We don't want that garbage. You make a special clause in that Obamacare law for us that we don't have to go on it." Guess what? That's one of the only reasons why Obamacare passed was because federal employees were not forced onto Obamacare or the market exchange or whatever it's called, the marketplace. It's a stupid name. Here's the thing. It is so hypocritical for them to call it a marketplace or a market exchange wherever they call it because it's not really a market. Because at a market, you get to pick and choose what you want to purchase. But under Obamacare, you're forced to purchase health insurance. You shouldn't be forced to purchase health insurance. If anything, that's illegal. Like the federal government, it's against the law for them to force you to purchase a product. Because health insurance is not a right, it's a product. It's a product that was invented in the 20th century. Is it good? Yes. Is it important? Yes. But it's not a right, it's a product. So needless to say, sometimes our our Supreme Court justices and our lawmakers make really big decisions that are really wrong. And Obamacare was illegal was uh, unlawful and it still is see cuz there's a thing what people don't realize is that before obamacare took effect you could purchase healthcare any time of the year whether it was through your employer or or on your own whatever the case may be or you just had none at all it was up to you but once obamacare passed now there's only a certain window that you can purchase health insurance And then if you miss that window, you have to have some type of life-changing event in order to qualify to be given permission, okay, by the federal government to purchase health insurance for you, not for them, but for you. So basically a life-changing event is you losing a job, getting a job, having a baby, adopting a kid or something. I don't know, there's very there's only a handful. Well, I mean, That's ridiculous. Like who's the federal government to decide when and how and where you purchase your health insurance? That's like the government deciding when, how and what kind of car you purchase. Technically that's already kind of happening in California with their stupid crazy laws. No offense my California listeners, but you know it's true. You know it's true. And I'm all for environmentalism, but the moment you start punishing people and making it ridiculously expensive to live out there and you make up all these stupid laws that don't make sense and it's just a punishment to just be alive. My goodness, like you've totally missed the mark. Did you know that way, way, way back in the day, California 
used to be cheap to live like it used to be affordable to live out there it used to be reasonable and look at what's happened it's one of the most expensive places to live it's one of the most overregulated places and it's one of the stupidest places and i don't mean necessarily the people i mean your lawmakers i mean these people that you put in charge of your state Like there's a guy that I met where I live and he used to live in California and we were talking about utilities and this is before stupid OG&E uh, raised their rates or whatever. And you know, California used to have a lot of nuclear power plants and I was like, "Well, it must be cheaper to live out in California in regards to like, you know, utilities because they have nuclear power plants." He goes, "Not anymore." And he just laughed. He just laughed and I said, "What do you mean not anymore?" He goes, "Oh, he goes, it's crazy out there." He goes, they've been doing everything they can to shut them down. I'm like, what morons? So he goes, yeah, I know exactly. Like nuclear energy is way cheaper than what these utilities companies are doing. And so what California has done is they've demonized nuclear power plants, which we do need. <laughs> they've demonized them. They've done everything they can to, to try and shut all of them down. Well, guess who loves that? The utility companies. Because now people are forced to get their their utilities through companies that have a monopoly, because now the competition has been squashed and has been gotten rid of because of so-called environmentalism. What a crock! And I'm not saying that there are not risks with with nuclear energy, but I mean, if you do it right, and we know a lot about it these days, then you're gonna be fine. You know, there are problems even with just regular utilities, like even even with just electricity or gas or whatever or steam or you know, dams or whatever. Like something can happen even in the safest of places. And I'm not trying to be a predictor of gloom and doom. I don't believe in gloom and doom. I'm just saying that you know, you should never hinder yourself. So here's the thing, the state of California in regards to how much they hate I would say um inventions and moving forward into the future. It's really interesting that they are against anything new, but yet their labor unions there are very much in control of so many things. And here's the thing, labor unions do not invent anything. It's the private sector that invents things. So what happens is the private sector comes out with something new and improved, it's great. and then the environmentalists say no no it's terrible it's terrible and it's like actually it's not is it perfect no like nothing on this earth is perfect even a cow pasture is not perfect if you walk out there you might step in something like get over it like these things happen this is life this is nature suck it up you know grow up you know be an adult but here's the thing california they very much act like a labor union and they raise the rates so high and they claim they care about workers rights and they do not they claim to care about the economy they do not they're killing it and i don't mean like doing well i mean like they are destroying it they're causing inflation in california and you know, i had a prediction and it came to pass it was only a matter of time before the inflation in california started to creep out and affect the the rest of the united states And I think that's really sad. Like I don't like being right about that stuff, but if you read the writing on the wall and how crazy California is, and I love California. It's beautiful. Like I mean, I know some people there. Hey, that's great. But here's the thing. Their policies and procedures out there and their lawmakers, oh my goodness, nutty. 
nutty, nutty, nutty. And they have no one to blame but themselves for this. Stop voting in people that don't understand currency, that don't understand the economy, that don't understand capitalism. You know what's interesting is that some of the dirtiest, filthiest, environmentally disgusting states are democrat states. They're blue states. We've talked about this with superfund sites. You know where the cleanest states are? Republican states, red states, where they believe in capitalism. And guess what? When you believe in capitalism, then you hold people accountable for the crap that they do. And you say, "Hey, you make a mess, you clean it up." That's it. You make a mess, you clean it up. And if you need help, hey, we'll, we'll get you some help, but you know, we will pass some laws here to make things better, but it's not to hinder people. It's to make things better and to protect the public. That's what you do, but you don't go hog wild and make up all this BS, excuse my language, and say, "Oh, all electricity is bad." No, it's not. But that's what they're saying with nuclear power plants. They're saying, "Oh, all nuclear power is bad." Yeah, right. Did you know that France, even though it's very much socialist and that stupid macaroon guy that married his French teacher or whatever, his high school teacher or whatever, they have you know, the majority of their power over there in in socialist France is nuclear power. And it works just fine for them. And they're socialists and they believe in abortion. In France, this was really sick. I've talked about this. They actually did everything they could to keep abortion clinics open and operating during COVID-19. They don't even care about the child or the mother. That's sick. So the mother could go in, get an abortion, and then she could get COVID and die. Wow. Wow. Not caring about the human race. I mean, that that would be an interesting class to take in college, right? Eugenics. Hello. But anyway, my point is this with this podcast or this episode. Utility companies, I wouldn't trust them. Because they are very much they're they're only in it for themselves. And here's the thing. That's a very selfish mindset. And I don't like selfish people anyway because they're very ungrateful, greedy people. But here's the thing. Whenever you are supplying a service or a good, that people have to purchase you have to be very careful to never practice greed it's tempting i'm sure but you have to be careful that you're putting the client first not your bank account because if you take care of the client then you will make money but if you use and abuse or lease and fleece the very people who are providing you an income aka OG&E and other utility companies that pull this stuff then that's 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 crooked like that's like going to a car dealership and getting tooken it's ridiculous what people need to realize is that utility companies they very much let me put it this way when utility companies do not have competition they act like a car lot they act like a car dealership and they rip anyone and everyone a new one they don't care whether you're you're a single mother with kids they don't care if you're elderly they don't care if you're on a on a on a pension check or whatever they don't care if you're on medicare or medicaid they don't care at all they don't care 
And they especially don't care if you do have money. They love that. But here's the thing. One thing that they did, and I'll close with this, they actually sent out an email and said, oh, well, we are raising our rates, but if you need financial assistance, click here. Gee, you know, if you know that what you're doing is going to cause a financial burden on the majority of your customers, maybe that should tell you you shouldn't do what you're doing. Because what you're doing should actually be affordable. But the reason why it's not affordable with some of these utility companies is because they don't have competition. I mean, it got so hot here this, this last summer, I was just daydreaming about having more utility companies here in Oklahoma, especially in Oklahoma City. Because then we could pick and choose which utility company to use, and then we could get free nights and free weekends for AC. But here we are, sweating like mules, in our apartment, drinking cold iced lemonade. I'm out of sucking down popsicles like you wouldn't believe. Normally, I love eating popsicles, but, but when, when the only reason why you're eating them is because you're burning a pot and you don't want, you don't want a $300 or $400 utility bill, it just kind of ruins the moment, you know? It's just ridiculous. So, as I said previously, please, if you are listening to this podcast... This particular episode especially, please share it with as many people or recommend it to as many people as possible. Not for me and my ratings. And my ratings. I'm not doing this for me. I'm saying that more people need to be aware of this because the more people that the more people I talk to, excuse me, you get a drink of water. Hold on just a moment. The more people I talk to just in everyday life, a lot of them don't know that OG&E has a monopoly. And that this is very common within different cities and different states. If there's not competition, then the reason why your rates are so high, whether it's electric, gas, whatever the case may be, it's high because there's no competition. It would be like if Walmart or Target didn't have competition. Let's say we only had Target. I'll pick on Target. Nothing against Target, but... I'll just pick on them for this example. Let's say we had no other grocery stores in the United States. All we had were Targets. Do you really think they wouldn't price gouge America? They totally would. Why? Because it would be the only grocery store in the United States and they would know that they have us by the throat financially and that they have the goods that we need. Well, that is exactly what is happening with these utility companies. People, please wake up. I'm not trying to be stern. I'm not being hateful. I know that because I'm not a hateful person. But here's the thing. Please be educated. Please be knowledgeable. Please wake up to this. And also, please pray about it. I don't care if you're Christian or not. Please pray to the God of Abraham and ask him to give us more utility companies because we need more competition because the power is with the people Not with these little monopoly companies that pat themselves on the back and say, oh, we had a tough winter last year because of ice. Gee, ice is nothing new. Literally, on the planet, it's nothing new. It's nothing new to Oklahoma. So could you please stop playing your violin utility companies and stop using the weather as an excuse Just to lease and fleece us, you know, your customers that are not corporations because we don't get that corporate rate. 
And again, I'm not against corporations because like I said, I don't know if they are forced into that raid. I can't imagine why they would request to pay more. <laughs> you know cuz they want to pretend like they're an equal employment opportunity place to work here's the thing i find it very hypocritical i'll close with this i find it very hypocritical when these corporations that are super large and they claim to have an inclusive policy oh we're inclusive here yeah right that's that's a total lie because they pick on christians and they pick on conservatives it's ridiculous so that's not being inclusive that's actually being unprofessional, unethical and it's actually a form of harassment. <laughs> so here's the thing. I find it very hypocritical for these large corporations to claim that they have an an a, a inclusiveness policy within their HR manual or whatever. But yet they are participating in the corporate utility rate that is cheaper and significantly cheaper than what you and I pay. Well gee if if these corporations you know they're so large and make so much money and they claim to have it tough if they really want to be inclusive with the rest of the United States then why don't they pay the same utility bills that we pay why don't they pay the same rates that we pay wouldn't that be inclusive you know hashtag #we're in this together bs excuse my language We have never been in this together. It's a lie. You know what? Whenever they have that, we're in this together. You know, stupid hashtag thing during COVID nineteen. I'm like, oh, that irritates me. Really, like, it took a pandemic. It took a pandemic for people to say, hey, we should really care about each other. Like, you got to be kidding me. And here's the thing. You know, whenever the the restrictions were lifted, in regards to COVID nineteen, or at least when the majority of them were lifted. It's like people came out of their barricades just mean and hateful. I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you only had to spend a couple months in your house and you could step outside in the sunlight whenever you wanted. Like you were not in jail, you were not in prison. And even some of the people in jail and in prisons, they got to go home. And some of them are are still not being locked back up. So, we have criminal offenders out there that have been sentenced, they were in jail. And because of COVID-19, they were released into society. <laughs> We thought, is this the wild wild west? Like what is going on in the United States? And then we've got millions of people here illegally. We've got millions of people trying to get in here illegally on our southern border. I'm like, what is this administration doing? It's insane. And then these utility companies have the nerve to raise their rates. Oh my gosh, like are you kidding me? Have they not seen the price of bacon, milk, eggs, bread? Even I have started cooking more at home. It's just like you have got to be kidding me. And you know what sucks? <laughs> it kind of feels like a catch-22 and I have to laugh about this because it doesn't it makes no sense of getting angry. I mean, you might as well just read a Garfield comic strip or something and chill out. But here's the thing, like there was one point in time I was cooking so much at home because the food got so high um or the the prices at restaurants got so high. I was like, "Well, maybe it's cheaper to cook at home." Well, I was cooking more and more at home. Well, get this. Ogini raised their rates. So, not only am I paying a lot for food from the grocery store, but now because I'm cooking more at home, 
Now I'm paying an even higher utility bill. So is it actually, you know, equal equaling out or am I actually saving any money? Sometimes it is cheaper for me to go to McDonald's or go to Taco Bell because to heat up that oven or or to run my my microwave all the time or even my dishwasher. And you're probably thinking, "Well, Leslie, hold on there. You know, you probably don't have a quote energy efficient appliance." Pardon me while I roll my eyes at you. I love you and I respect you, but let me roll my eyes. The machines I have are supposedly or the the machines or appliances that I have are supposedly energy efficient. They are not. They are absolute garbage and crap. They hardly ever work right. My refrigerator doesn't always keep cold, so food has been getting ruined because it's energy efficient. Wink wink. The microwave, it's a joke. It overheats things like in one spot of the microwave, but it hardly ever cooks it right. It's energy efficient. Wink wink. Then the dishwasher, what a complete a complete and utter failure and a joke. That thing, it almost caught on fire. It almost caught on fire and it didn't clean my dishes. It left spots and stains on them. It was ridiculous. And yet this is energy efficient like a lot of these energy efficient or going green appliances, going green appliances, excuse me. A lot of times you have to run them twice just to get them to do the job that appliances used to be able to do once. That is insane. Like my parents refrigerator that we had growing up, they had that thing for like 30 years and whenever my friends would come over, they would totally make fun of our refrigerator and we would just laugh because it was this hideous large lime green refrigerator from like the 70s, you know, when my parents got married. That thing lasted longer than I think they've had two or three refrigerators since that one finally broke. What does that say about the crap that's being sold at Walmart, Lowe's and Home Depot or Best Buy? The stuff is crap. It's horrible. They don't make them like they used to. Like that refrigerator, when it went out, oh man, we were all sad because we knew we were going to have to purchase a brand new, more expensive, crappy, energy efficient refrigerator. I mean, some of these they don't even last 5 years and yet you're paying more money because it quote saves the environment. It saves the planet. Here's the thing. How is it saving the planet for us to go through more appliances and fill up our landfills? Literally, like we are filling up our landfills with large plastic and metal appliances. Like things used to last 30, 40, 50 years. They're not even lasting 5 to 10 years. So we're actually creating more waste by being quote unquote environmentally safe or going green. What a crock. What a crock. Get me a big heavy metal appliance any day of the week. Let me get a drink of water. Hold on just a moment. And for any men that are listening, you're probably thinking, "What is this woman talking about?" Well, men, Oh, I am a woman talking about appliances because guess who majority who who has to deal with these appliances? It's the women folk. Not the men folk, not the transgender folk, the women folk. 
The real women. The real females. The ones that are born with ovaries, uteruses, breasts. Well, we're not born with breasts, but they become breasts. Like, we're born women. We are the ones that are sick and tired of these crappy appliances that don't get the job done. It's ridiculous. I mean, do you like hearing your, your wife or your fiancé or your girlfriend complain? And I could use a different word if I'm being nice. Do you like hearing them complain about the, the things that are breaking down in the house? Hopefully you're not living together before you're married because that goes against God's holy law. If you really love somebody and you want to have sex, go right ahead. But in this, in, within the sacrament of marriage, because that's where procreation should be, and lovemaking is a good thing as long as you are married. But here's the thing. Women get irritated about serious things. Although men think, oh, it's just, she's just ranting or she's just mad about something simple. No, it's not. When your refrigerator stops working and you lose all that meat, that's expensive. Like, have you seen how much bacon is, sausage, beef? I don't know about, you know, like pork chops or anything, but oh my goodness, the price of meat, you lose all that? Like, that is ridiculous. Ridiculous. And yet, you go to Lowe's, Home Depot. Oh, well, don't you want to be a good citizen and protect the environment? Yes, I do. Give me the biggest, largest heavy metal appliance you have and it better last 30, 40, 50, 60 years. I'm 38, so that machine better last till I'm 98 and I better be able to pass it down to my children. That's how I shop. I'm sick of this crap they're selling. And here's another thing. Do you have any idea how frustrating it is to try and get people to haul off your stuff without complaining about it? it? It's ridiculous. Like these movers, they complain. I'm like, look, if you don't like moving stuff, gee, here's an idea. Get a desk job. I'm not responsible for your back. Fix your own back. Like, you know, like. This is ridiculous. We we all have had to move heavy stuff. Like one time I had to have stuff moved. These movers complained. Oh, they griped. And I'm just like, here I am paying a lot of money for these movers and they have the nerve to complain to me and not really do a good job. I'm just like, wow. Wow, lazy. Lazy, no good workers. Talk about slothful. Just slothful, just like, and these were men. These were grown men wanting to collect a paycheck but not do the job. Hmm, gee, um, are you a socialist? Are you like Greece? Are you like Spain? Are you like Portugal? Gee, give me the money, but oh, I have to lift a finger? Oh, how dare you think I should have to do work? Really? Well, how dare you act like a thief? I can't stand thievery. It just irritates me. I'm just like, how can people put up with this? You know, what's interesting is that even atheists can't stand thieves. And atheists don't believe in God. <laughs> It's like, wow. So, you know what I find interesting? Is whenever people find out or they obviously see that I'm a Christian And, you know, born-again believer, and I wear the Star of David because I practice uh, Messianic Judaism, which is a form of Christianity. And you'd be surprised how many people try and pull a fast one on Christians and on uh, Messianic Jews. I'm like, whoa, pop the brake on that. 
You have to be kidding me. I forgive you if you do something wrong, but don't think I won't call the police. And you know, if you think I won't press charges, woo! Give me the give me the piece of paper and the pen. I will fill it out myself and take it to the courthouse. I am so sick and tired of these thieves. And here's the thing: thievery is very much rampant within utility companies. You're probably thinking, where is this chick going with this? Where where is this chickadee going with this? Because it sounds like she's really pissed off about appliances. Yes, that's true. But here's the thing. Thievery is rampant within our utility companies as well, and guess what? These so-called going green appliances—they just suck you dry of your utility bill. They—they—they they, they, they raise the rate. Because I noticed immediately when I started using my dishwasher, it like my utility bill skyrocketed, and it's supposed to be a going green dishwasher. Bull, bull! You know what's going green? Doing dishes by hand. Which is typically what I do, but I got in trouble for not running my dishwasher where I live because I guess I did not know this.、Um, even if you do your dishes by hand, which is my preferable way,、um, if you don't run your dishwasher at least once a week, it can rot, it can get moldy, and your garbage disposal can back up into your dishwasher. And I didn't know that, <laughs> so. Needs to say, so now I have to run my dishwasher at least once a week just so it won't back up and cause a stink. But it's like when I had to start running my dishwasher, I was shocked, shocked at how much my utility bill was affected by that. How much electricity that stupid thing uses, and it doesn't even wash the dishes very well. I was like, well, I'll try it. I mean, if I have to run it, I might as well put some dishes in there. Oh man. Stained them, didn't really clean them. I changed soaps. I mean, one time the thing overheated and was melting a piece of plastic. Melting a piece of plastic, and I thought, oh well, that's probably going to cost me an extra fifty dollars because it melted something. Thanks a lot. It's ridiculous. So, my point is this: you know, here we have labor unions that claim about the worker, but they don't care about the people. Because I can speak from experience, because I've had to shop for、uh, appliances, and and you know I've had to deal with these utility bills, and you know them averaging bills. I've had to deal with that. That's that's corruption. That's illegal. They're not supposed to average your bills with other people. You know what other people use. You know you are not responsible for on your your utility bills. That's corruption. That's the utility company trying to collect more off of people they don't use as much. So very much corruption there. I I just can't stand greed. I hate it. I can't stand it.、Um, but anyway, here's the thing. Like I was saying, these labor unions they claim to care about the worker, but they don't care about people. Because if they did, they would not have these monopolies. Excuse me, within these different types of work within the private sector, and in this case. Within the public sector as well, because some of these are utility companies that run through the city. So these are public city workers.、And、I tell you what, these people that work for the city, I've lived in a lot of different places, and whenever I whenever I meet someone that works for the city, I mean, just the arrogance. They know they get really good benefits, and we're paying those benefits. 
Like whenever we pay our utility bills, we're paying for their cushy benefits that we don't get at our own job. It's ridiculous. And here's another thing. Their benefits and their jobs, if they are in a labor union, are protected. Which is why they give themselves permission to price gouge us. That's the problem. See, here's the thing. This type of labor union is a pretty big issue because they are affecting our utility rates. Even during inflation, even when our economy is not the best, and I, and I hope and pray and I know it will get better, not thanks to the Democrats or the progressives or the liberals because they obviously have never taken an accounting class. I don't think they've ever balanced a checkbook. I don't even know if they look at their own bank account. I really don't. They just love to spend other people's money. Well, that must be a nice hobby, you know, but it here's the thing. Having an expensive hobby is something that you are supposed you are supposed to be able to afford. Meaning you shouldn't be using someone else's money. But Democrats, liberals and progressives, they look at other people's money and think, "Oh, how can I spend this? It's not yours." It's not yours. It belongs to the person that earned it except for the taxes that they're paying, which their tax dollars they still belong to the American people. Because the power is with the people, always has been, always will be. I hope and pray more people wake up to that. And you need to be careful who you elect into these different offices. And also, you need to look into your utility company. And you need to find out, hey, are there any other utility companies in your area? Because if there are, man, shop around. Get one of them on the phone and say, "Hey, well, they're offering me this rate. What what rate can you get me?" Bargain shop. That's what it's for. Why pay more than you have to? I mean, these people are leasing and fleecing the American people. And again, I'm a capitalistic Republican saying this. I believe in capitalism, but what they're doing is not capitalism. It's technically a form of Marxism. It's technically a form of communism as well. Because it's someone else controlling what you pay. under capitalism and democracy and freedom we the people decide that with our fair market our free market our capitalism our democracy and the private sector and plus you have that right from a consumer point of view because it's the consumer that decides these things like you are deciding you know do i want to buy meat from here or do I want to buy it over here which is cheaper which is better you know, these decisions these are made by people not conglomerates not monopolies not bureaucrats you know there's a reason why within every single one of my podcast in the description I say knowledge is power There is a reason why I say that with every single one 
Number one, it's because it's true. And number two, if you don't have the knowledge that you need to succeed, you are powerless to help yourself or to make positive change. And I don't mean positive change like stupid Obama because he was an idiot and a moron. And the only kind of change he made was negative in the United States. I mean, he was an idiot. But that's what you get whenever you elect a, uh, a socialist lawyer to be your, your president for two terms. It's ridiculous. Um, but here's the thing. You know, for the longest time, I didn't know that down in Texas, especially in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, they have multiple utility companies that they can shop around with. And I'm like, they can do that? I didn't know that for the longest time. I felt so ignorant. Why? Because I was. See, ignorance is not always bliss. So please, if you have had your head in the sand for any amount of time, you need to stop living with ostrich syndrome, get your head out of the sand, pay attention, and let people know about this. Let them know that, hey... You don't like what your utility company is doing and call them out on it. And say, hey, well, you're raising our rates. Does that mean you're going to declare a huge profit at the end of the year? Because I, I want to see the audit. I want to see the review. I want to see your books. And guess what? As a client and as a customer of a utility company, you have every right to read that report. Why? Because you're doing business with them. Especially if you are forced to do business with them. See, here's the thing. They have to report their earnings and their profits. It's basically like on their tax returns. So you have every right to be aware of that. Prediction, before I close out this episode. Prediction. Every single utility company that is a monopoly and does not have competition whatsoever, I guarantee you they will have raised their rates. And they will have a tremendous profit going forward. While the rest of us suffer at the hands of their utility hikes. I guarantee it. Mind you, I'm all for people making money and making a profit. But there's a difference between making money the right way and leasing and fleecing people. Meaning they are forced to pay whatever comes out of your mouth in terms of price point. There's no bargaining. Well, if there's no bargaining, of course the person that has the goods that you need and you have to have, of course they're going to make up some ridiculous price. See, this is why, this is why we're supposed to have um, neutral people on these boards that decide whether or not a utility company that has a monopoly should, should be allowed to have a price hike or not. We need to be careful about these things. And you'd be surprised how many of these people are paid really well and pat themselves on the back for doing a tremendous job for helping society, for helping the community. I'm like, what, go broke? Not have an extra warm house to, to keep their kids warm? Not have a refrigerator running correctly? I mean, like, give me a break here. You know, Elitism, folks, is not just at these liberal universities. This elitism, like this, this awful mindset that I personally think is from the pit of hell, this elitism is rampant, rampant 
amongst these utility companies that don't have any competition. They act like we report to them. And it's like nobody, no uh 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 uh. I cannot say that enough. Uh uh. You, Mr. Utility Company, you report to us, the customer. And if we don't like what you're doing, we will report you. Worst case scenario, we'll sue you. See, here's the thing. What you may not realize, folks, and I didn't know this for a long time. And I wish I'd known sooner. Whenever you have corporations like this, and a lot of these utility companies are considered corporations, a lot of them are. You not only can you report them to your your state agency, I can't remember the name of it of the one that you you would report to, but there's one that kind of oversees utility companies um within your state, but even better, you can report them to the FTC, Federal Trade Commission. And they can have a federal investigation into your lovely utility company that is price gouging you especially in a turbulent time. So here's the thing. You have the FTC, which is the Federal Trade Commission, and then you have the SEC, which is the Securities Exchange Commission. You'd be surprised how many federal agencies are supposed to prevent monopolies, but they do not. But here's the thing. Sometimes these these government agencies sometimes they literally don't know. Like, you know, why would the federal government be aware of OG&E pulling a fast one? I mean, we're we're in Oklahoma. I'm not putting down Oklahoma or myself. I'm not putting my state down not by any means, but here's the thing. I know pretty much what the elitists and what the coast states and people tend to think about Oklahoma. They think we're country hicks, we're we're country bumpkins. We live in we live in Tornado Alley, so therefore we must all live in teepees, and we have horse and buggies, and we're hicks, and we hardly have any teeth, and um, they just don't have a very positive opinion of people that live in the Bible Belt states. Sometimes I understand why they think this way. Whenever I see some of our people on the news, and it doesn't always look that great, I'm like, wow, that did not represent Oklahoma very well. But here's the thing. Regardless of what people think about an area, they still need to care and correct the corruption that is happening here. See, sometimes corruption, I've noticed this. Sometimes corruption it doesn't always go through Los Angeles or New York City. Sometimes it comes through the back door. It comes through places where people would never look. And unfortunately, Oklahoma, parts of Texas and Kansas, and I would say maybe Arkansas and Mississippi, sometimes we we have problems with this. I've met some really crooked people over the years that have moved here to Oklahoma from other places because they knew that it, that if they lived in more popular places, they would be more heavily regulated, so then they move here. And they try and pull their shenanigans here and it's like, "Whoa, um You know, um we're not country bumpkins, but we're not going to be your pumpkin either. So, just FYI, if you're planning on moving to Oklahoma and pulling a fast one, good luck with that. <laughs> good luck with that. Um it just surprises me when people come here and try and pull stuff. So, you know, 
I guess my point is this. Corruption can happen anywhere anytime, but just because things like that happen, it doesn't mean that it should happen and that it should be excused or that it should not be reported because I know that some people don't care about Oklahoma at all. I mean, it breaks my heart a little bit. I mean, when I was younger, it broke my heart way worse because I was like, well, we're part of the United States, like people should care about us. But there are some people they they don't care about the tragedies that happen here. And I'm like, wow, we care about you. I I wish you would care about us, but that that's not always the case, especially with elitists. But anyway, um regardless of where you live, your life matters, your family matters, and There's no excuse for corruption. I don't care if you live in Beverly Hills or if you live in Oklahoma City or Hugo, Oklahoma or Miami, Oklahoma. We don't pronounce it Miami, unfortunately. It's pronounced Miami. Or I don't care if you live in Little Rock, Arkansas or New Orleans or, you know, Fort Lauderdale, Florida or something. Like I don't care where you live. What these utility companies are doing is wrong. It's wrong because it's unethical, it's illegal, and it's immoral. And here's another thing, it affects everybody equally. I think that but what's really sad about that is that whenever you have companies that go unchecked, unreported, they really make a large group of the population or a large segment of the population pay. And in regards to utility companies, they're making the average everyday American pay, not these corporations. And again, I'm not against corporations because corporations they they really do help provide the backbone of jobs here in the United States and they are important and they are in the private sector. I'm not against them, not by any means. I just don't agree with the breaks and the tax breaks that they get because then that means you know regular everyday people that don't make as much money as them are paying the majority of these bills and that's not right. I don't like that. In that same token, the solution is not communism, it's not fascism, it's not socialism and it's not marxism, it's not complaining It's not labor unions like none of those things are the solution. The solution is clear. Capitalism, democracy, freedom, fair trade, free trade. Five things. I mean, I just wish more people believed in our country. I just wish more people our country believed in in their country cuz I'm assuming that most of my listeners are American. I do know that Now we are being heard in Iran. Good to see all of you over there and Iraq. I just saw my data on that that there is a listener in Iraq listening in. Awesome. So it's growing. I love that. So here's the thing. Regardless of what country you live in, your country belongs to you. It does not belong to the elitists in your country, even if they are the leader or whatever. Here's the thing. The powers with the people always has been, always will be. And here's the thing. Just because the powers with the people, excuse me, got hiccups. That doesn't mean that you, you pull a Black Lives Matter. Uh, you don't pull a Black Lives Matter card on 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 everything and and have a so-called parade 
and it just turns into a riot, destroys people's homes, sets people's businesses on fire, and then claim that you're the victim. Like you cannot commit a crime to fight crime. That's where Black Lives Matter went way off track and I knew it was going to go off track because anything that calls itself Black Lives Matter is racist. <laughs> because they're saying they don't care about anybody else's life. And that's why they were corrupt. I could just tell from the name. Sometimes you can't always tell, but with that one I was like, "Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Corruption at its worst." So, my point is this. Regardless of where you live, you don't have to tolerate or put up with corruption and you also don't have to throw a hissy fit like you don't have to get radical. If anything, getting radical is the worst thing you can do regardless of where you live, even if it's in Australia or the UK or Germany or Iran or or wherever. You need to be what I say, cool, calm and cool. You need to do everything that is legal and moral. Because just because something is legal does not mean it is moral. You know, like for example, in regards to Black Lives Matter, there was some racism that was perpetrated against blacks by whites, but it wasn't at this astronomical rate that they were claiming, and they were making it seem like every white person in the United States was evil and racist. And and that's the problem. Like you can't have a blanket shaming and blaming campaign. and expect it to be legal and true. That's not the fabric of America. I meet weird people all the time, okay? In my line of work with having a podcast and having my own company and things of that nature, like I meet strange people all the time and some of them are not always that great, but here's the thing. The majority of people that I meet and the, and the majority of people that I know are good people. They're good, genuine people. And here's the thing: if you think that everybody's bad and all companies are bad and all utility companies are bad and everything's just bad, it's all corrupt. You're the one that's the problem because you're not acknowledging the good that is in your life. You're not acknowledging the good that is in your country, in your state, in your city, in your town, much less in your community. Like, don't be an instigator. You can fight stuff, that's great, but you know there there's a time and place to fight on the battlefield and then there's a time and place to negotiate. I think more things when it comes to non-military matters more of those things are about negotiate. And you give people a chance to do what's right. That doesn't mean that you excuse the offense or that you don't care or that or that you become a, a rug for people to walk all over on or a doormat not by any means especially if you're Christian you're definitely not supposed to be a doormat for anyone in this world not by any means because if God be for you who dare be against you here's the thing though you have to be careful about when you're standing up for what's right that you're not instigating things you're not rioting and you're not causing more problems. Because how can you solve your problem if you're creating a whole different problem? It just it that's you know you you're compounding something that's not supposed to happen like that. And that's one reason why Black Lives Matter and like Black Panthers and 
some of these other weird groups that are very liberal and fascist and marxist that that's why oh and then like what's it called intersectionality feminists those women nutty 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 crazy women i i mean i'm just like i understand their original complaints and concerns but to be radical and to be fascist is not appropriate because that's not who we are as a country that's not who we are as americans and that's also not who we are as christians because the majority of people in the united states were christians and being that we are christians and we and we believe in god the father god the son god the holy spirit we should act like it like whenever you believe in something it should be obvious that you believe in that like one thing that kind of took me aback and I'll close with this second time I'm trying to close with this um what really took me aback with black lives matter and some of these other tyrannical groups that kind of branched off from that was some of these people were claiming to be christian some of them could care less about their faith but there were some that were claiming to be christian but yet they were misbehaving and it's like okay you know please do not wear the cross of christ when you are being a radical like that when you're being tyrannical and you're being unrealistic and you're technically going against God's law you know, just because we have freedom of speech that doesn't mean that that we're free to be hateful or how to describe this yes we have freedom of speech but we still have a responsibility to be human and also to practice just basic human kindness. I'm not saying that you have to give everybody $50,000 or even $500. I'm not saying you have to do that. I'm saying that we need to get back to the basics of being human and have basic human kindness. Cuz I've noticed like bad behavior and it's like you know what if these utility companies really valued their customers, they they would never lease and fleece them. they would never raise the rates like what they're doing during during a financial hardship like this. They would never do that. But unfortunately, they have problems with greed, just like these labor unions, just like these trade unions. And they think they're justified in wanting more money. And yet they see the pain and suffering of everybody else, especially those that don't work for or work within a labor union or have a labor union job. But yet they think that because they think that because they are in a trade union or a labor union, their work, their labor is more important than everybody else's. So they think they're justified in getting more money when we can't afford to pay them more money like that. But they get more money, sometimes unlawfully, through these contracts. And it's just like you know, here's the thing. the powers with the people always has been always will be right well being that we know that that is true we should never incentivize or authorize labor unions or um trade unions to pull a fast one on contracts especially within the private sector and within utility companies because again some of these utility companies are public utility companies meaning your city operates it 
you know, things need to be privatized. And I know that people in the UK probably disagree with that because I can't tell you how many shows I've seen where the the British people they make fun of uh, America for privatizing so many things that they don't. I'm like, well, you know, we have better healthcare, we have better teeth, um, we have better jobs. So, you know, I think what's really sad about Britain is that they have forgotten that they used to have more privatized industry in their country. You know, Great Britain was not always socialist. Great Britain slowly became socialist in the 1950s. Cuz that's when they started instituting socialized medicine. See, here here's the thing about socialized medicine. Whenever you start institutionalizing socialized medicine meaning it's like part of the law, socialized medicine is just a stepping stone for your government to taking over every other industry within your country. That's the problem. Probably the biggest problem with socialized medicine besides people not getting the healthcare that they need, want and deserve. Um it's just that once you implement and institutionalize uh socialized medicine, basically aka universal healthcare, you're basically giving your government permission to start taking over other things because you're basically telling your government, "Oh, we're just a bunch of lemmings and we don't know what to do." When in fact, we do know what to do. So, you know, what's really interesting is that there are so many countries on the face of this earth They used to be privatized. They used to be similar to the United States. I mean, they were never as good as the United States, but um when they became socialist or communist, that was the downfall of so many countries on the face of this earth. But yet, look at the Marxist and the feminist in the United States. They're making it seem like their way of thinking will help our country and it has never helped us <laughs> it never has it's only hindered us like i don't want to be like great britain i mean i love my british listeners but i have no desire to have socialized medicine none none because i know it's 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 a failure it's flawed and it doesn't work it's it's just not good like i don't want an economy or a healthcare system like Australia. I don't even think Australians like their healthcare. And Australians, a lot of them are very much aware they they're paying double or triple. They know that they are paying for public insurance, which is basically public healthcare. But then if you if you actually need slightly better healthcare, then you have to purchase privatized insurance. And it's just widely known and accepted. I'm like, dude, vote the bad people out. This year's a thing. A lot of people in Australia are very similar to those in the UK, even though Australia doesn't really like the monarchy, which is dumb because they, they it's so weird. Like you can't say that you you don't like your monarchy when when you very much still want to have a queen. It it just makes no sense to me. It's just dumb. But anyway, um Like they say they don't want a monarchy but yet they want socialism. Well, all you're doing is you're taking the control of what a monarchy had and you're just putting it in the hands of bureaucrats that still don't care about you. So wake up Australia, you know. Things are always better when it's privatized because it puts the power back in the in the hands of the people which is where it should be. 
You know, if you want to be a lemming and have no will or control over your life whatsoever, then I guess move to a socialist country and just not have access to hardly anything unless you're super rich. But if you want true freedom, you need to talk that way and you need to vote that way. You know, because the proof is in the pudding, as they say. But I will go ahead and end this podcast. But as usual, until next time, I pray that you're happy, healthy, and whole. That you have a wonderful day and a wonderful week. Thank you so much. God bless and bye-bye. Waves transform